It's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. We have a wonderful guest back today, Jennifer Crowley, because she has so much information, a life coach. Jennifer, you're more than that. I think you're absolutely, having talked to you now, I think you're absolutely mystical with your understanding. I am so grateful you've come to be a guest. Hello and welcome. Thank you, Denise. And I am flattered. Thank you so much. I, I truly enjoyed our first conversation. So thank you for inviting me back for a second one. Well, I'll tell you something. There's a lot of information you've got. If people haven't listened to the first one, I need to share with you. You can go to Jennifer's website, which is Changeable Coaching. And her book is called Ever Wish You Get Hit by a Truck. I, I think that one, obviously, you have a sense of humor. And two, if you don't have a sense of humor, how would we get through all the things that we're forced to get through as we? Agreed. Oh, Agreed. Okay. We need to have that type of approach. Life is not supposed to be as hard as it seems. And I feel like if we can be a little more lighthearted on a daily basis, we can bring some really great positive energy and make good things happen for ourselves. Well said. Now, what I want to talk to you about you mentioned several things, and I hope people will buy your book because you talked about your inner voice, listening to your inner voice. And one of your big points, Jennifer, is you said how it gets muffled. We'll see, I think when you're working, mothering, married, running a household, your boss and everything, I think we have a tendency to just bury our inner voice. Then another thing you talked about was asking for help. So talk to us about that because, see, in this COVID time, I wonder how many women turned to their husbands at one point and said, I can't do this. Do you know what I mean? I cannot, not, I cannot work at my computer and help three children get through sixth grade. I mean, Run a house and, and do the three or four other responsibilities that they you. need to get through. Exactly. Exactly. So how do women learn to ask for help? That is such a fantastic question. You can go the route that I went and unfortunately a lot of women go to, and that is you get to your breaking point and then you, the only thing you can do is ask, which is unfortunate, but I feel like we need to get comfortable with being vulnerable and being real in very, very small ways. Just start opening yourself up, mentioning small things that you need help with. You don't have to say, my entire life is in the shitter and uh, we're going to hell in a handbasket. You can start with, I need more communication or we need to talk. If you're talking to your husband or even some of your best friends, make it small. It's going to feel scary if you're not used to asking for help. If you're not used to allowing yourself to be vulnerable, start teeny tiny and small and just say, let's talk more and see how that feels. Ask ask for that help in smaller ways and then begin to feel more confident asking. And here's the problem that we women face. You have to graciously accept whatever help is given. There's two sides to that coin. We don't ask and we don't want to take it when it's given. And those are two things that we women struggle with on a regular basis. Boy, did you hit the nail on the head with that, Jennifer. And I'm laughing because Cindy's listening. When Cindy and I worked together and I knew she was struggling with something, and this was not a big problem. This might've been putting something together like reindeer for the front lawn. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, I, and she's 
not getting it. Cindy's a doer and she's, you know, hand-eye coordination, makes jewelry. She's an artist. So she, and I could see her struggling sometimes. And I'd say to her, maybe if we read the directions, <laughs> trying to use my nursery school teacher voice, you know what I mean? I, uh, directions are for sissies. <laughs> she would then go on. And I think hmm, sometimes when we need help, we don't want to take it exactly what you just said, Jennifer. And I'm guilty of it, okay? I'm drowning. I have been drowning in my life. I mean, people threw me a life, you know, a life preserver and I like swore back at them until I was really almost, almost drowning. And then I would look for the life preserver. Right. Unfortunately, it has become this badge of honor to be overwhelmed and to push through it and to persevere. But we really need to let go of those thoughts. It goes back to the 60 plus hour work week and people are like, yay, I stayed up late and I worked all weekend and they're proud of it. I want to say, please stop because you're perpetuating this thing that is not healthy for anyone. So that that is one of my biggest soapbox things that unfortunately, unfortunately, and we touched on COVID previously, before COVID settled in, I thought we as society, we're really in trouble right now because we are celebrating these things that aren't necessarily nurturing us or our family units. So I just feel like we need to be a little more vulnerable. We need to ask for that help and graciously accept it and move forward. We are not islands. We are not pillars of strength, even though we can be very strong. And we need to connect with other people and, and things will be significantly easier when we do. Well said. I think that I agree with you, Jennifer, and you said, the in, I call COVID, it's like a big intermission that we had, you know what I mean? It's like, everybody's waiting for the movie to start up, but we're, we've been in an intermission. Well, so your kids weren't, if your kids weren't in school, and I have, I have several of my friends are still teachers. They're younger than I am, but they're teachers in the classroom. And then I had several friends that are grandmothers. And they were able to use Zoom to do something creative. And maybe it was different. Maybe it wasn't the curriculum that they had in mind, but they taught the children lessons. And I, you know what I mean? And then maybe they learned I do. I do. And I love that. I think it's so important because when I, again, now that I'm on a very short runway, Jennifer, and that runway's getting shorter every day. What I learned from my parents, I think about it a lot. What did I learn from my parents? Do you know what I mean? And I learned to try to do the best job I could. And I learned to be honest because my parents were the type that said, um, you know, honesty counts for, and keeping your word. But so much of the rest that they taught me as I've aged, I realized they were teaching me that because society told them to, do you know what I sure, mean? Or sure. my grandparents said, or my, I mean, my grand, my, I come from poor immigrant people, <laughs> Jennifer. I mean, you know how people say like, oh, I come from kings and queens or polo players or whatever they say, you know, I come from, oh, my grandfather. I come from immigrants. I come from really poor people. So of course, most of the beginning of my life was making money. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, I they, do. 
they just said, and my mother would have said things like, you don't quit a good job that where they like you and you're making money because I may have heard you say that before. Yeah. And it's, it's ingrained in your brain. Yes. Ingrained. So, you know, it's a big deal. And I just think that we have these lessons. I think we've all learned about ourselves and you said it first. We had time to learn some of this. If you're working 50 or 60 hours a week and commuting when do, and going to the grocery store and then feeding your kids, when do you have time to when do you have time to learn this? Right. Now, I'm not discounting that people, a lot of people are having really difficult times. But you know what else? You also find out, which I think, you can live without less money. I had a lot of friends that that we're learning to cook because they couldn't buy takeout every night anymore. Yes, that is a positive. You, knowing what you put in your own body because you have purchased the ingredients is a fantastic thing. Fantastic. Jennifer, you touched on, besides everything else during, in women's lives, we, you know, we carry a lot. And then you touched on being perimenopause or menopause. And I bring that up because there's so little good information really about menopause out there. Do you know what I mean? And I know this having researched and whenever we've had people on that just talked about their experience at all. And you said something when we were starting in case it wasn't recorded, you said, Oh, my memory's not like it was. Yes. yes. Menopause or, and perimenopause is another huge interruption in women's lives. Do you know what I mean? And I don't mean to make it sound negative. It's just that when it happens to you, think, really? <laughs> is- Let's just get real about it. Yeah. You're not sounding negative. There are things that happen to women during this time. And it's not a bed of roses. There are things that, and again, this goes along with the pillar of strength. Yes. People didn't talk about it. I have one girlfriend who gave me the straight up information about it. And I am so grateful to her because I literally finished writing my book, went into editing and plunged even further into perimenopause, night sweats and everything else started happening. And had she not told me, I would have thought that there was something wrong with me. So let's talk about it. There are some unpleasant things that happen, but I feel like if you are warned that something bad is coming and you need to brace yourself, I feel like nine times out of 10, it is actually not as bad as it, it as your mind makes it out to be. You go, oh my God, this is going to happen. But you know it's going to happen. It comes, it goes. It may take a few years yeah. for it to go. We need to talk more about it though. And I'm grateful for podcasts like yours. I love the podcast that you did with Karen Randall. I It was fantastic. I needed that information and we need more of it. I'm so glad. She's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman. I know sometimes when I'm with young women, young, 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 and they don't know what's coming, Jennifer, okay? It's like you put a baby on the freeway. That's what I feel like. And sometimes Cindy knows I'd say this all the time. I'd say to them, I don't, I I agree with you. you. People need to be warned. I said to my mother, Six months after I was married the first time, I called my mother from work and I said to her, why didn't you warn me? Why didn't you tell me this about marriage? And her exact words are, were, I had three girls. Of course I wasn't going to tell you the truth. You'd all still be living at home. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I'm going to share a quote that's actually in my book. Oh, good. And this is from my father after I was married and had a child. And the quote goes like this. I hope I remember it exactly. Nobody tells you don't get married, don't have kids and don't buy a house. And my father is an amazing human being. I'm an only child. I have such a strong connection with my parents and they have very strange senses of humor. And so do I. So I just looked at him like, are you kidding me? But yes, sometimes I, I think people feel like, well, maybe it will be better for them. They wish forward for the people around them. Maybe it'll just be better for them. I think we just need to know. We need to talk about it. I speak very openly and honestly with my boyfriend about it. And thank goodness he is he's along for the ride. I'm like, oh, honey, I, you just couldn't believe what happened to me last night. And he's like, okay. And he'll listen and he'll give me comfort. And it's wonderful. And I just encourage everyone. Hopefully their partners are open to the experience and women need to talk about what they're going through. It makes us feel like we're not the only ones. Menopause is a tough one. It's tough. I'm grateful now, you know, and now I've been, menopause has been done for me for like, I don't know, a decade. Good for you. I'm so grateful because oh, maybe at least eight years, but I'm going to tell you while it was happening, I thought to myself, how come I can go to bed Gidget and wake up Joan Crawford? And my husband would say to me, what happened to you? You were just sleeping. I said, there's a lot going on in there, you know, <laughs> or there's a lot going on in here. I'm not sure. Yes. I'm not sure. Still to this day, once in a while, I think to myself, I mean, something happens physically and I think, oh, that's kind of like a throwback to a different decade in my life. Right. Now, so Jennifer, we've covered so many interesting things. If you had, and I don't want me to put you on the spot, but out of your book or oh what, do you, what do you think one or two things that might help women if they feel stuck today? Do you know what I mean? Well, I, you mentioned exercise in the last podcast, which I think a long walk can change your attitude. Do you 100%. Know I think a good night's sleep. And I don't, one of the things I say this to Cindy, when I worked, Jennifer, I never got more than five hours of sleep for about three decades. Do you know what I mean? Five hours at the most. Didn't matter how physical my day was and stuff. Well, now when I'm getting seven hours of sleep every night, I'm a different person. Mm -hmm. I said to Cindy, do I owe you an apology for all those years of when I hadn't had enough sleep? And she kind of said, no, uh -uh. <laughs> like, where would I start? <laughs> I mean, she was kind of choking on gagging on that one. But if you had just a couple of tips, just for if someone's listening to this and says, I'm so stuck, what do you think some easy to start little steps to start? Because you mentioned little steps. To Absolutely. Start. I feel like positivity and optimism, and they're easy to say, maybe a little more difficult to bring to the fold. Bringing those things to your life every single day has the ability to change your outlook and the energy that you're putting out and what you're bringing back to you. You need to pay very close attention to your thoughts, and also the things that are coming out of your mouth. If you need to write down the negative things that pop up or you say for a week, just to recognize how often it comes up and what it usually has to do with, that's a great step for you to take. And that will help you begin to realize 
wow, maybe I am a little more negative. And then the next step after that is recognizing when something negative comes out of your mouth and you say, I can't, something negative, stop yourself, take a deep breath, and then say something positive like I can, or I will, or I commit. And it sounds simple, but it can truly change someone's life. Starting with gratitude every single day also sets that tone of can-do positivity. Even if you're laying in bed and you open your eyes and you think, there are three things that I'm going to be grateful for today, that kind of changes the landscape for the day. So really being as positive as you can and working, actively working to get the negativity out of your mind and out of your speech is definitely number one. That's one of the most important things. Oh, I couldn't agree more. If you, uh, and I, I'm talking for myself, Jennifer, I'm, that's when I was saying before, if I'm really tired, then all of a sudden everything seems unsurmountable. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And I'm negative and negative, negative. And my husband taught me the expression, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because you, it becomes, it's like domino theory. You're negative about one thing and then it hits the next domino. And before you know it, it's just overwhelming. Sure. So I think that's a fabulous way to think about it. And I also, I'm a, I agree with you on gratitude. It makes all the difference in the world. It does. It absolutely does. The next thing I would say would be mindfulness and meditation and bring it to your life in the way that you are comfortable with it. I want it to be demystified. It's not this woo-woo thing that you can't attain. You don't have to sit for an hour every single day to enjoy the benefits. You can take a walk, to your point, and practice mindfulness and really kind of center yourself. You can begin to meditate in three to five minute increments. And that I, the title of step four is mindfulness and meditation will change your life. And it sounds overblown, but they changed mine. I love that. And then I'll give you three. Three is, my, is one of my favorite numbers in addition to 13. So I usually do things in threes because your mind remembers information that is given in threes. So number three would be support system really find other people who are in the same situation that you are struggling in, or if you're looking to make changes, find people who have either already done it, and they will also give you inspiration, and maybe you can get some ideas on how you need to do it, but also find people that are in the same exact situation right now that you are going through. Because much like perimenopause and menopause, knowing there are other people that are going through the same exact thing makes you realize I can do this. It gives you motivation and you can learn from experiences. Those would be the three most important things. There are plenty of other things in the book that I can't wait to share with people, but those three are, are super important. You are like a fountain to a thirsty woman. That's how I feel, Jennifer. Thank I feel you. like I've gotten, I'm not kidding you, so concise, so well, because you did it. Do you know what I mean? Part of, uh, I mean, part of life is living it. So, you know what I mean? I just, I, do. I <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, but what I mean is if you really, you have to have lived some things and gotten to the other side. Do you know what I mean? I do. Uh, like I do. swimming across the river. You got to swim to the other side. It's, 
you know, that gives you a new perspective. Well, is there anything I didn't ask you that you want to tell us? I think you have just been, I'm not, I'm feeling water. I'm always going to say a babbling brook. I'm saying fountain. I'm saying river. But I think, honey, because I equate water in my mind, I mean, in my visuals, water is calming and beautiful and treacherous but when you can swim through it it's really it makes it it gives you self-esteem you have to look back at the things you've conquered and think i can do this do you know what i mean i can do this the most important thing that i need to say is that i wrote this book to help women change their lives period It is so important to me that other women do not stay stuck in unhappiness the way I was. So I did my level best to put something together that they can read very quickly and they can start using some of the tools that I teach within the first few pages of each chapter. I want to inspire and inspiration is a beautiful thing, but if you don't give someone the next step, then it kind of dissipates. So I want for women to pick this up, feel inspired, feel prepared, and then get through their plan for change. And I want to hear about the positive changes that women are making in their lives. I didn't just write a book to put it out there and hope that that it would be successful and reach its audience. I want to hear, I want to feed off of all of the fantastic things that come from it, because I really do feel like women have the ability to make these changes. I'm very inspired. I'm so grateful to you, Jennifer. Um, And I know Cindy is, when you left for a break for a minute, we were talking about you. We were saying, we were. We were saying how fabulous you were. And I thank you again for your time, your very valuable time. All right, everyone. Now, I hope you've been listening. Changeablecoaching.com. It's Jennifer Crowley, and your book is called, say it because you say it cuter than I do. Sure. Ever wish you got hit by a truck? A woman's manual for bravely changing lanes at any age. See, and this is it at any age. What you talked about today, sometimes, Jennifer, and this is in my generation, I'm just saying in my age group, I have brilliant, wonderful, successful friends that are... uh, 70 and up and they say things like oh i can't do that now i'm too old but you know what that's not true we can make these changes thank you so much now if you want to reach us all complaints go directly to cindy flanagan just so there's no question there you want to reach us at women beyond at icloud.com women beyond a certain age on our Facebook page, where Jennifer's podcast will be posted. And of course, our podcasts are on Podbean, all the places that Cindy has put it. (laughs) Podbean. I keep, you know, it's the beam. I guess I'm thinking of that balance beam that I've never been able to achieve. Podbean. And you can go to our page. And we have a website that Cindy archives things on. So women beyond a certain age, Com. And Jennifer, thank you so much for your day today. I can't thank you enough. We Changeablecoaching.com. I think it's brilliant. Thank you. And Denise, thank you again. I appreciated our conversation. Great. All right, ladies. Thank you so much. Call us when you get work <laughs> and you make changes. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>